When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broncos live throwback edition, RK and Zach. Henry, we, you know, we said this one's for the adults. <laughs> for the adults table. So show. we said go have a baby day. <laughs> baby if day. we have old days, old he days, has baby yeah, days. Baby days. <laughs> uh, Henry making the, the, you know, the diehard Buffs fan. Yeah. That he is. Yeah. <laughs> making the trek to Minnesota to watch the Buffs take on the Golden Gophers. Um, Nothing notable about the spread or anything like that <laughs> that I, w- I feel like the need to bring up here. Is it still under 28? It is, it's actually. still oh, under. Okay. Uh, la- oh, someone no. told me 28 um, the last I heard, so maybe it is okay, back to 28. Okay. But it was all the way down to 27 at one point yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard earlier today. I'll look into it in a sec. But anyways, we are brought to you. There it is, at 28 exactly. Yeah, you, where, where'd you look up the spread? DraftKings there Sportsbook. There we go. <laughs> We're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Buffs plus 1,800 on the money line. <laughs> I'm seeing some value there. And uh, if you wanted to, you could bet $5 on that. If you win, that's what? Uh, eight, 90? Uh, yeah. No, it's got to be more than that, right? Well, only 5 bucks though. Get you 90. That's okay. a pretty good return. <laughs> that is a really good return. Uh, so you could do that. And then even if you lost, you'd still get $200 yeah. in free bets, which you could use for other smarter bets than Buff's money line <laughs> to try and make back your money and then some get over to DraftKings Sportsbook and do that today. Okay. Interesting day here today because we have our Broncos picks to make. Yeah. We have a lit Thursday night football oh, game. Oh, baby. And you know what the best thing about today is, Zach? What's that? One of the Chiefs or Chargers is going to lose. Ah, that is fantastic. Don't look at the other side. Just glass glass half full. Well, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of weekends this year where both of them win. That's true. Just like last weekend. That's true. So this You're... one, guaranteed loss. Or a tie would also kind of be great. Oh. Because it'd be like, wow, there's not, uh, there's not a, a dominant player here. Well, no, but then neither of them would have a loss. Yeah, but then each of them only get a half win. <sighs> that's true. That's true. I think you are cheering for the tie. 
Wow. Ties Great are just take. like when the cow when, when the Colts and Texans tied last week, it's like, man, that sucks for both of them. I know. I think I think there should be something to settle ties. Oh, absolutely. The the NFL should never go into a tie. I think what happened I've had this idea, it's kind of half baked, but how about this? Let's fully bake it. Flip a coin. Oh boy. The winner of the coin toss okay. gets to set a number. And the the other team, so the, so they say fifty eight. Okay. The other team gets to decide: do they want their field goal kicker to kick it or our field goal kicker <laughs> to kick it? <laughs> win or win? <laughs> well, huh. so what do you do? You probably do a fifty eight. Yeah, if, if you're you the Broncos, you definitely kicker. don't go into sixty four. <laughs> you don't go into the sixties at all. 58, because you believe McManus would hit it. Yeah. Although Dwayne Stukes today said, uh, Brandon, essentially what he said, Brandon has to earn back that trust that he can be sent out there for another 60-yarder. Never again. Um, <laughs> just go for it. I don't even care what the down and distance is. Mm-hmm. Or, like, throw a Hail Mary. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's a good one. Or you go back and forth. Uh, like start at 50. Both guys have to make it. You start at six, then you go back to 55. Both guys got to make it. Let's do something with quarterbacks. Let's do something with football, not leave it into the hands of the kickers. Okay, but the problem is the reason you don't do it is because of injury. Uh, okay, th- then what do you, what about one play? Because like, I would prefer just play on. What about like college? I, w- I would too. What about college football? Not necessarily start at the 25 after you finish an overtime, but what about where college football in that third overtime in college ball, you do two point conversions? What You're if you do from the 10 or 5? Only two point conversions? Yep, a one play. I like that. You just what, go back. Could you imagine a whole game? What if it was the, um, the, like what I said before, where you flip a coin, but then it's five yards? You just got to get five yards, and you get to choose. Do you want to be on offense or defense? Oh, my gosh. I hate it. That's like the beginning of overtime rules, you know, before they changed overtime, where it was just whoever won the coin flip. But at least you get a chance to, uh, like, you – I don't know. You, what you teams aren't choosing yards. offense, though? Fucking baller teams. <laughs> like, none of them. No. <laughs> All right. That's a bad one. That's a bad one. Go, we're going back to set the number. That's my new set favorite. Set the number. Okay, set the number. It sounds like a segment on the show. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it sounds like a number on bets or a segment on bets. Speaking of set the number, set the number on Russell Wilson passing yards this week. Over. Over what? Name a number. Okay, j- all j- right. J- what, the, actually, Two, 299.5. I would take the over. Um, and just like I would take the over for both of the quarterbacks tonight to go over there, I bet two of the three hits. So it, it actually, aren't those the numbers for tonight? Uh, it's two ninety nine and a half for Mahomes, and then like two eighty something for or two seventy nine and a half. I bet between Russ and those two tonight, two out of the three hit. I think all three hit. And Russ is actually significantly under over DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook, so you can definitely get value there. Um, but it's it's just like how unfortunately, Ryan, I'm sorry, but it's just how I felt like last week when CU played Air Force, and uh, someone asked me like, how many yards are they can rush for? And I said, over, whatever it is, I'm taking the over. If it's set at 500, I'm taking the over. I, how many did they actually rush for? Don't know. Couldn't have service on my phone. So I couldn't <laughs> see the stats. That, that, that's true. Uh, but I think Russell Wilson and uh, the way the game ended last week 
was absolutely heartbreaking for the Broncos, obviously. But Ryan, one thing we, we've done a good job talking about how dynamic the offense was in the second so half of moving the ball, as you said, from the one to the one. 435 rushing yards. 435. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have hit the 500 over. No. So congrats to see you there. Um, but they were so good at moving the ball. And the Texans, Ryan, they gave up over 500 yards of offense to a good offense. Jonathan Taylor's an incredible running back. Typically, though, if you have a fantastic running game, you're not going to rack up 500 yards of offense. You're going to rack up 200 yards on the ground, 200 yards passing, 175 yards passing, just because there's not that much time in the game when you run the ball so well because you run the clock out. No, no, no. The Texans gave up over 500 yards to a team with a brand new offense. And now you can say, uh, well, the Broncos are a brand new offense. But yeah, now the Broncos have a game under their belt. The Broncos moved the ball like crazy for over 400 yards, right around the what Air Force ran for, right around 430 yards last week. The Texans, and we'll dive into this more in a second, Texans got really lucky. It was pretty much they got the luck that the Seahawks got last week. This is a crazy stat, just how many offensive plays... If I told you that the Colts threw the ball 50 times in the game, you would say, wow, how did they not get Jonathan Taylor involved, right? Yep, yep. Well, he carried the ball 31 times. That's insane. So they actually had 52 dropbacks and 38 runs. Oh, my gosh. They ran 90 plays. Wow. You don't see that in the NFL. No. You never see 50 pass attempts and 30 rush attempts for two players in the same team. No, absolutely. So the Texans just never have the ball? What was the time of possession? Do you have that up there? I can get it quick. Because, oh my goodness. Time of possession was actually not that, I mean, unbalanced, but 39 minutes for the Colts, 30 minutes for the, or, you know. Uh, Man, for the you win that game nine times out of 10 when it's almost 40 to 20. Yeah, it, the total play count, this is crazy, 90 to 68. And they tied. Wow. It's not like it was a blowout. Wow. And the reason for that is just like the Broncos. The Broncos had two drives that went down to the one-yard line, and they did not get points from that. And then they also had a, a drive that went down to the three. It was bumped back, and then they had to kick a field goal. The, the, the Colts did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They went down to the two, went for it, didn't get it, didn't come out with any points. They threw an interception on Houston's 20, and then I believe they also went for it on Houston's 40. So they passed up on just as many points nearly as the Broncos did. I mean, these two games were so similar, especially I believe the the Colts were right around seven-point favorites, even though they were playing on the road. Broncos, seven-point favorites playing on the road. And one more similarity both of those teams were the trash teams, according to DNVR Broncos. The two trash teams in the NFL, because none of us drafted them. And they're 1-0-1. <laughs> yeah. uh, Boy, are we idiots. Maybe. Also, <laughs> probably could have made a good amount of money on a home dogs uh, round-robin parlay last week, because like, the Bears pulled mm. off an upset. Texans would have pushed. Um, you know, Seahawks pulled off an upset. No, not not Giants to seem pulled off an upset. Not to seem too JV here, but you've mentioned round robin a couple of times on this podcast. So for the people out there, catch us up. What's a round robin? It is a risky proposition uh, <laughs> where in which you select a number of games, and then the sports book will just do the kind of algorithm for you and parlay every possible combination of those games. Okay. So you could end up with 50 separate parlays. Okay. So what you end up doing is you just bet like $1 on each. 
Um, mm, so however many combinations there are, you get to set a price and it sets that price for all of them. Right. And so it sets every, so let's say you did five teams. It would have one five, five team parlay, a bunch, you know, a few more four team parlays, a bunch of three team parlays, a bunch of two team parlays. And then you, if you want, you can add in the gotcha. singles. Um, gotcha. and so what happens is, is if you were to nail three out of five, then you've got like all these different combination parlays that you hit. And I like doing it with all underdogs because you know, the right. incremental or exponential increase that you get on your payout. So it's like, it's a, there's a lot of upfront risk, yeah. but it's really fun if it starts working. And know? also you get a little bit of leeway. Then if one team doesn't hit, but the oh, others exactly. do, then you're fine. Right. If you hit four out of five on yeah. one of those, like you're way in the money. Is a number three to kind of be in the money if you, you're doing five you, you, whatever it is you got to be the whatever one over 50 percent is 50%. to like really okay. but with you know the with the underdog parlays you could probably get away with at least not breaking the bank right, if you get a right, couple right, of them right right makes sense so there you go there's our uh, betting lesson of the day. Yeah, I I love it, and I don't even know where we were going from here. Um, well, but we were setting the line on Russ passing. Yards. Yeah, and and I was gonna say I'll take the over, and you said you would take the over on all three of them. So you like 300 yards passing for Russ again? I think so. Um, what was so awesome about this offense, and like I just keep watching it because it's so fun to watch. Um, it's really funny. You have to like separate the result from the process right. because the process was so entertaining yeah like i just don't watch the last play every time i watch the game and i'm like wow this is a great game <laughs> right <laughs> um and there's just so much open space out there for us to throw the ball there's just i i see no reason why they would stop throwing it no i can i completely agree and they're gonna run it plenty too um but i actually in our pick took the under on javante rushing yards just because um... i think it's just too easy to pass for them. You know what I love, and I believe it was Justin Outen that was asked this today. Uh, the Broncos had a very unbalanced pass to run ratio, despite the game pretty much being in, in the balance. Yeah, in, in the balance for most of it. And Outen was asked, "Do you view?" Uh, and I believe it was Dmac that asked this. He said, "Do you view short passes the same as runs?" And he said especially when you look at this game, I'm not worried about the run-to-pass ratio uh, because what we want to do is get the ball into our playmaker's right, yeah, hands. And exactly. I love that. It, it's so simple. And he didn't say, like, I'm trying to force the ball down the field every single play because obviously that's not going to work. But Javante catching the ball 11 times infuriates, infuriates people when they see that he had seven runs. Uh, on the game, and they just look at that and they say, "What is? What's he doing? He's only getting seven rushing attempts." But then you add eleven catches onto that, eighteen attempts or, or touches that, for Javante. That's so many. Yeah, you'll you'll take that. There, you can't complain about that. And then also the passing attempts were extremely successful. Eleven catches on twelve passing attempts. So you do take that into account. And I love that they're not worried about. Let's be balanced in the sense of at the end of the game, these numbers have to be even. So when the media asks us, we don't get roasted for it. No, the, the game plan was totally fine. What needs to happen is you need to hold on to the damn ball when you're within the one yard line. Absolutely. And really what you look at is like, if I was the offense coordinator, I would ask a few questions after each game. Did we let Russ cook, you know, to, to make it simple? Check. The very next one is, did you get Javante the ball enough? Mm. Last week? check yep um you know you could maybe make the case he should touch it 20 times a game 
18, 20, it's really the same. When you have Melvin 18, even 15, that's probably the line for me. You want yeah. him to touch it about 15 Because he's times. not going to make 11 catches in right. most games. No. <clears throat> then I would say, did you get Jerry the ball in space? Yeah. Did you get Cortland the ball vertically? And the last one would probably be like, did you involve Alberto and KJ Hamler uh, and you know those other guys in ways that were advantageous to them? The one that you can say, you cannot say you did last week was get KJ involved at all. One target, which I didn't like. Uh, and he was actually it was a couple inches away from maybe being a touchdown on that one target. It was that yeah. weird scramble drill. He's kind of going up the sidelines. He catches it. His foot lands out of bounds, but. Yeah. The safety like went for the ball as if he wasn't gonna catch it. So if there if he's one yard right, safety misses him and he's just walking free into the end zone. Yep, yep. Um, and, but, and that's why you just have to keep targeting KJ because when he gets a hands in his ball, it's probably gonna be a big play. Yeah, there were so many things that that went on. No one had enough time to complain about Jerry Judy fake jet sweeps, which were heavily featured. <laughs> yes, they were. They I were. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, oh, here it comes. They're gonna give it to him as like a uh, you know, just like a funny thing that they got <laughs> yeah. to say. They, nope, yeah. just faked it every time. Yep, they certainly did. And uh, you kind of were okay with it because he got the big pass. And you're like, okay, at least Jerry got the ball. Because what was so bad about the jet sweeps was Jerry, last year was Jerry was running left and right, left and right. And then he would never even get a pass. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, I feel so bad for this guy. Yep, just getting his cardio in. <laughs> yep. um, but last week, I mean, the... I can't really complain about anything on offense other than fumbling the ball at the one yard line. Like the further we get away from it, the more I legitimately have no critiques other than just not finishing those drives. And it's so crazy. You know, Russ has talked about it. I'd like to think that Russ saw my tweet because he almost talked about the plays that I tweeted in order about how close they were. Mm. Like Melvin reaches, doesn't get it. Eric Tomlinson's toe is one inch out of bounds. Um, what was the other one? Alberto gets tackled on the like six inch line. I was like, he's just reciting yep. <laughs> um, what yeah. I said. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it was it was beautiful work from Nathaniel Hackett. And like I said, it's just it was too easy for them to pass the ball for me to think they're not going to keep doing it. Like if you're yeah. if you're um, the last year Broncos passing the ball was like a, a tr- it was a struggle oh, every time man. they dropped back. It was like oh. It's like stepping through mud. Yes, exactly. The other day, everything they did worked. Like, uh, you know, the little like quick boots where you just dump it off at the tight end. The screens worked except for the one that like the Seahawks are like flexing about. They're like, oh yeah, they had a tell on screens. I'm yeah. like, I'm pretty sure the Broncos averaged like 14 yards of play on screens. Yep. Um, it's just a great individual play. And when you look at it from uh, from, from the angle, the all 22, man, yeah. if he if that linebacker doesn't make a great play, blow by the offensive lineman, the Broncos win the game easily. Yeah, Javante's uh, off to the races. And I, I don't buy the tell BS. What I think is that Javante just went a little early. And that's what he did, too. He went a little too far past yeah. the lineman. Yep. And he actually had another screen that could have been huge where it's it was definitely designed for him to go outside the the blockers and he just made a quick decision like i'm gonna go inside and i don't know who the the defender was but he just immediately i think it might have been jordan brooks immediately spins off the like there's three linemen here he's coming this way javante cuts in and he just spins off and makes a tackle and it's like javante they all those offensive linemen were expecting you to pull that defender towards them by going outside so a couple little mistakes here and there but like 
again, I've said it a bunch this week, but Nathaniel Hackett was just like boom, 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 boom. Like every yeah. every button he pressed was working. And I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but like 70% completions. That's easy work throwing the ball. Yeah, that's very easy work throwing the ball. And Ryan, we talked about what the Broncos have to do, the keys to beating the Texans yesterday. Let's dive into really quick just a few matchups that the Broncos are going to have. Let Russ cook. We talked about that. We think it's going to be easy. I don't really even think it's going to be let Russ cook. I think it's just going to be watch Russ cook, uh, especially at home. Nathaniel Hackett's going to want to get the crowd fired up with some big plays. But don't let Brandon cook. (laughs) Don't let Brandon Cooks cook. Uh, He's someone that can do that, as we talked about him yesterday. Low-key nasty. Yeah, but I I think low-key is a big thing. there. I think there's a reason he's low-key. DK way more dangerous of a receiver in my mind than Brandon Cook Cooks and that's just why I'm not too worried about it but don't forget about him and just let him run by you well that's what I was gonna say is I'm curious to see if the Broncos are just saying Pat we're giving you the number one receiver every week that's what I would love for them oh, to do me too there's I I worry a little bit about the stubbornness of just being like Ronald Darby should be able to handle Brandon Cooks and the truth is you're right he yeah. should be able to yeah don't take that chance just Take away the number one receiver every single week. And I got to give props to the Broncos because I did not think they were going to let Pat follow DK around the field. So I apologize. And I loved it. I love that they let him do that. But Ryan, I completely agree. Brandon Cooks is their number one receiver. And if it's kind of split, okay, then just let Pat stay on his side uh, and you guys can do it like that. But no, just stop Brandon Cooks because Davis Mills... Especially without the safety... Right, you know, it, without it, the Justin Simmons it, exactly a hundred percent, and then you don't have to worry about it because because Pat's gonna gonna shut him down. Someone else that tell me if you're worried about him, OJ Howard, a guy who uh, was yeah. cut a month ago, maybe even less than a month ago. Two tutties pick, picked up two touchdowns. You're worried about him? Yes. Um, I mean, how many times do we have to talk about tight ends in the Broncos? Yeah. And it it really wasn't a eh, kind of was the Will Disley touchdown. That's not like a Broncos struggle tight end covering tight ends touchdown. It's like a Broncos were really excited to hit Gino and they saw him running and he <laughs> fooled them for it. Yeah. But Colby Parkinson, you know, slot fade touchdown yeah. that can't happen. Or I guess it was like seam fade. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, but just right over the top, wide open, right over Jonas Griffith's head. That scares me because OJ Howard is about 15 times more athletic than Colby Parkinson. And I'm not worried about OJ Howard himself. Like I said, he was just cut by the bills a couple of weeks ago. He only had two catches last week, but he capitalized on him. Mm-hmm. And why I can't, well, why I'm not afraid of him, but I'm afraid of the situation is because just what you said, two touchdowns to tight, to tight ends last week on the Broncos. And like you said, OJ Howard's a better athlete. And another thing that concerns me, Kareem Jackson yesterday said or asked what was the difference between the first half and the second half, and he didn't point to amazing halftime adjustments. He said uh, the communication was just better. And uh, without Justin Simmons, there's just no way the communication can be as good. Nope. Now, Kareem Jackson said it's going to be fine with Caden Stearns, but now that's back-to-back years where there's been communication issues in the secondary that have cost the Broncos uh, some games or cost the Broncos defense looking good. With Caden Stearns coming, I I imagine Justin Simmons is the best communicator among that group. So that scares me, especially when you're talking about Josie Jewell likely not playing again this week. That means you're down to your... Singleton playing. You're down to your third string green daughter. Yeah. Um, Because you moved it from Josie to Justin. Justin's out. Now you're going to move it from... Justin to potentially Alex Singleton if Josie doesn't play. Yep. Um, and 
it that shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is. It's you talk about if you, if communication was an issue, taking a, a, out the guy who's in charge of communicating is scary. Yeah, so that scares me a little bit. So just don't drink the OJ. Just calm, calm OJ Howard down. And the the final one, Ryan, the running back situation. Damian Pierce was getting so much love before the season, and then Rhett's Burkhead is like their dude last week. Uh, the coaches didn't even put Damian Pierce out there to have an incredible game. So a lot of fantasy people were super mad at that. And what it came down to was the coaches after the game said, "Yeah, we don't trust Damian as uh, in the pass game yet." which happens to a lot of young running backs. So, Well, okay, let's look at this, though. Rex Burke had 14 carries for 40 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. Uh, Damian Pierce, 11 carries for 33 yards, 3.0 yards per carry. Okay, so, I mean, it, it was kind of balanced. He, I mean, he was out there for sure. It's not like they would just, you know, he, they hyped him up and then didn't pull, put him out there. But I'm not worried about this Texans running game. Like I was, I was buying a little bit of the Damian Pierce hype because mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I like not seeing here? And then you see Davis Mills as well. And again, Davis Mills is a fourth round Trevor Simeon. You should be able to beat him. But if you mess up, he will beat you. Uh, and so that's why I'm like, maybe the running game will dominate. Running game's not going to dominate, Ryan. And I'm curious if you're on the same page with me on if the Broncos are going to cover the 10 point spread and i want to get your picks right now but first i got to tell you about our friends over at sports fan you guys know where we hold the dnvr tailgates it's in sports fans parking lot sure so is. what you need to do get there a little bit early to the tailgate or when you're just at the tailgate for three hours stop by sports sports fan check it out i mean we have so much stuff around this office i'm looking at one of the things right now yep. we've had so much stuff on this set and every time ryan we have something from sports fan on our set People are in our comment section on YouTube saying, where's that from? Where are those shorts from? Those are so cool. Yep. It's at SportsFan. And SportsFan, you're not just going to find your classic Rockies baseball jersey, your, your classic Broncos jersey. No, no, no. You're going to find really cool things where people are going to be like, where'd you get that from? That is so cool. Awesome vintage stuff. And if you're just like, oh, I'm going to the game. I really want to get a PS2 jersey. Mm. They have that too. You know, like right. it's everything you kind of want. And the best part about it, well, best part about it is it's right next to our tailgate. Yeah. Second best part about it is you don't have to like wait to go into the game, you know? Right. Like a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm going to my first Broncos game from out of town. Like I want to buy a jersey when I get yep. there. Well, just buy it from sports fan. Yeah. And you have it when you walk in the gates. You don't have to worry about when once you get in the game. I don't know about you guys. I don't like leaving my seat once I get in there, especially oh, no, at football. No, no. Football games, there's no time. No, no, no. It's hardly even time to go take a pee. Even at halftime. Yes. Halftime's 12, 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. What's that about? And the line's crazy. Yep. yep. So go to Sports Fan, get your stuff there. And again, come to that tailgate. Uh, we are down to probably less now, but earlier today, we're down to 20 more tickets on the bus. And the bus is really the best deal yep. of everything because you park over here in the morning, you take the bus over to the tailgate. The tailgate, the bus takes you back here after the game. You Incredible. can hang out, get some food, watch Sunday night football, all that good stuff. Um, and the best part is like, even if you were to buy the, the package, which is all you can eat, all you can drink and bus, it's very comparable to probably just what it would cost you to take an Uber oh, from yeah. downtown Denver to the stadium. And then from the stadium back to your house after the game, like that's the most expensive package we have if you're not a member like if you are a member it's definitely cheaper oh without a doubt you you've got to come by the tailgate in this one it's going to be a blast yes it is uh tickets selling left and right yeah. we, we're all set up we got a dj we got our our food truck 
We got all of our games set up. It is going to be a party. It is. And really quick, want to give a shout out to Angelo in our comment section on YouTube. Says, new subscriber, love this show. We appreciate that, Angela, and oh, we yeah, appreciate brother. everyone that's tuning in live, that's tuning in on the podcast side. If you're tuning in on podcast, hit us with a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. We can boost those numbers to help grow this community so more people like Angelo are rocking and rolling with us. And also, you got to check out our friends over at Pins and Aces, which mm. is the official golf apparel of DNVR. We absolutely love what they've got going on over at Pins and Aces. They're family-owned golf and apparel business based right here in Colorado. I mean, what's what's not more to like about that? Uh, and if you want to check out what they've got, you go to pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Great stuff over there. Like really cool. I don't know. There's such a, there's really boring ways to dress on the golf course. They're fighting against that. <laughs> just um, like sports fan. Yes, exactly. You, you can just do the classic or you can go to sports fan and get some awesome stuff. Also, you mentioned some of the five-star reviews. Just want to give a shout-out to some of our Ooh. recent ones. Orod15 hit us with one. Barnhouse523 hit us yeah. with one. Brown Soul 101 hit us with one. Nuelli hit us with one. Love it. Uh, so appreciate all you guys. We are on a one, two, three, four, five... We're on a six five-star streak. Okay, okay. Let's get it going. That's get it seventh. Going. Get out of here, yep. whoever that was. It was. They were mad at me for using bad words, which I did on this show, so sorry. Well, cheers to that. It's Thursday, which is pretty much a Friday mm-hmm. uh, for, for us, so we love it. Um, Cody in the YouTube is going 21-14 to 14 Broncos victory. Ryan, Oof. we've talked about this game yesterday. We talked about it today. Broncos now back up to a 10-point favorite. People across the country, Vegas has forgot about Monday night. They're saying the Broncos are still the same 10-point favorite that they were entering Monday night. Do the Broncos win? And what's the score? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, wait. Well, of course wait, wait. they win. Okay, I was going to say, that sigh will give me a little concern. I'm having a really hard time with the score. In fact, in our pick I might contradict myself. Oh, um, it hasn't posted, so you can go back. I could go back and change it. I, An overarching feeling I have in my heart right now is that this Broncos team might just not be a team that blows teams out. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like a story of Russ's career. It's like you put him as an underdog, he wins. You put him as a big favorite, it's a close game. Um, and I, I'm having a hard time shaking that. That being said, I'm just like piecing this together. The Texans were lucky to score 20 points against the Colts. Yep. Um, and they were lucky to be in that game in the first place. It's just the same way that the Seahawks were lucky to be in the game against the Broncos. Yep. I have to assume both team, both teams are going to regress to the mean a little bit or progress to the mean if you're the Broncos. And so that is what's going to get me to say this. Um, I'm going to say... The Broncos win 30 to 13. Oh, wow. Okay. So they definitely cover the spread. Think about it though. Like again, Texans had no business scoring that many points. There's a bunch of like weird fumbles and interceptions Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And the Broncos had no business not scoring 30 points the other night. hundred percent. Broncos probably should have scored 31 points. Could have been all the way up to 38 points. Uh, and it was the exact same thing with the Texans. Last week, They scored the Texans scored 20 points on 299 total yards of offense. In the, seven, in the fourth quarter, they gave up 17 points. So you talk about a team that is just trending down. And then also a killer. If I'm a player in that locker room, I am so confused and upset at Lovey Smith 
for just punting the game away and saying, we're going for the oh, tie. We're yeah. not going for the... What confidence does that give me going into a 10-point game where I'm a 10-point underdog? If I'm Lovey, I'm telling that team, like, I'm I'm doing this for our potential wildcard tiebreaker. If we lose that game, then, you know, that might be what ends up knocking us out. We got half a win. And if this was week 18, maybe it'd be differently. But this is week one. Let's take our half a win and move on. And that's what he has to do. But yeah. I'm still saying really tough sell there. Uh, the, and like I said, they gave up over 200 more yards of offense than they had. Typically, you're going to get dominated in those games. Ryan, last year in the Texans, 13 losses. Guess how many points they, they averaged in their 13 losses. Huge sample size. 14. 11 and a half. Oh. That's why I'm going the Texans score 13 points. The Broncos, they were supposed to score 38 last week. I'm going to say it's not as good, but I'm going to go 34. 34-13. Broncos wow. not only win. Broncos not only cover. Broncos cover the spread times Twice. two. They do that. Uh, and uh, the Texans are just not a good team. All right. This, I'm going to hold you to this. Uh-oh. If the Broncos win by one, is how concerned are you? Very concerned. Very concerned. And and, and, I, and I wish Hank was here uh, to, again, try to defend his this isn't a must-win game. But, Ryan, this is absolutely a must-win game. The Broncos, or every team that started 0-2 last season, missed the playoffs. And that is with the extra seventh playoff And the year team. before. And the I year did before. I that research okay, today I, when I, we were doing I, our uh, – I love that. Um, and let me just – one more thing. Yeah. Before that, from 1990 to 2019, the last year with uh, only six playoff teams, yeah, uh, 12% of teams that went 0-2 made it. Since then, when they expanded the playoffs, 0% of them have. So And then so the, the counter and probably what Hank and other people say about this not being a week one game or a, a must-win game, Zach, calm down. You're overreacting. It's only week two. Uh, they say they have Russell Wilson. They're a good team. New coaching staff. It's going to take time to get together. They can go on a streak. Sure. They they could go on a streak. But, Ryan, this is the Seahawks and the Texans. The Texans at home we're talking about. Are the Broncos then going to beat the Chiefs? And you're going to feel great about them against the Raiders? And then the back half of their schedule that's super difficult you're going to feel good about? No. Especially if they lose to two bad teams. And then the other argument, which you've thrown out here, is Peyton Manning. Started two and three mm-hmm. uh, in his first five games with the Broncos. Then went on eleven game winning streak. Broncos with the number one seed in the AFC and boom made the playoffs. Had a bye. Russell Wilson's great. He's a Hall of Famer. Yep. But there are different tiers in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure. And Russell Wilson is not the Peyton Manning same tier. Peyton Manning is in a, a, a league of his own with Tom Brady, John Elway, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, and that's it. I mean, he, he is the you can make elite. a case for a couple other guys. Sure. Yeah. He is the elite of the elite, though. Russell Wilson, Hall of Fame, very good. Maybe he joins that group by the end of his career. He's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do think this team is different with Russ than it was with Peyton. So I'm not buying that. Fair enough. And I think you're totally right. And I also think that this roster isn't quite a uh, they're a little better on defense actually they're significantly better on defense but they don't have nearly the offensive firepower that i think they had back then um that being said anything can happen it's just really rare 
It's just really rare. Right. And like I, I wrote it today. I'm like, if anyone can pull off a 12%, you know, like dig you out of your grave, you believe it would be Russell Wilson to do that. My issue, and, and I'm actually different than you. If they win by one. You got the win. Got it. Yep. Yep. It's all that matters. Yep. And, and you have more yep. time. You've just bought yourself more time to straighten things out. It's fair. It's fair. And in terms of like the playoffs, you're right. They yep. got they got the win in terms of how I'm feeling the next week. And I can't wait for next week because I think you and I are going to be very opposite sides of what we think of this San Francisco <laughs> 49ers team. And I'm going to love the debates. But then I, I'm I'm very nervous. I'm very scared if it's a one point win. Yeah, and that that would be my thing too. Is like, okay, they have not shown us that they're anywhere as good as uh, anywhere as good as we thought they were. But they were able to scrape by. They didn't go to zero and two teams that are yeah. one and one. It doesn't even really change that much. Um, so I don't care. But if they lose, my thing is not about the twelve percent or the. You know, can they pull a Peyton Manning, any of that? It's just telling me the roster is not as good as we thought it was. And one game anomaly fumbles on the goal line, that's fine. But if they're to lose to the Texans, we have to assume things like that happen again, right? I don't think that they just go out there and get punched in the mouth and lose. They make crucial mistakes. Coaches, you know, do uh, call the wrong or make the wrong decisions, all that stuff. And now I'm saying, oh, Oh, wait, well, maybe those guys, maybe this team just has guys that do that. You right. know what I mean? Like right. now I'm questioning, <laughs> are the guys that we thought were guys really guys? You know, <laughs> right, like right. if Javante and Melvin are fumbling on the goal line or, you know, coughing it up again. Yep. And, and again, that's what I think kind of would have to happen. Then I'm saying like, okay, well, you just have a ball security problem and that makes right. you bad. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if um Nathaniel Hackett can't you know manage the clock properly and make decisions at the end of the game now I'm saying okay well your coach can't manage the clock properly you know it's like it's like one game anomaly two games now I'm saying there's a massive problem here but learning in wins is totally fine it is it is going 0-2 against two the according to this podcast the two worst teams in the NFL (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> your your ship might, might as well be <laughs> i mean it, it reminds me of uh when you me and mace about a month before they traded for russell wilson we had our dream quarterback and who was it it was it was russell, russell wilson. wilson and then so we felt even more vindicated when they got him we're like see we're if we're not just being homers here yeah. uh, this was our dream guy if this happens where they lose to the two worst teams according to us in the nfl and we said that before the season Oh, boy, that, that would be bad. Uh, two really quick things uh, on the game updates. Cam Fleming going to start at right tackle, even though Billy Turner was a full participant in practice yesterday, full participant in practice today. What do you make of that? It's uh, So, like, in baseball, there's an old adage that's, like, if you get in the lineup, you're, like, a, a utility guy. You get in the lineup and you hit, a home, you hit a home run, you get to play tomorrow. And I just think that's what happened with Cam Fleming. Like, he went out there, he hit a bomb. Um, he was really good in the run and acceptable in the pass. And I think like Nathaniel Hackett is the type of coach to just be like, I'm not taking that guy off the field. He earned, he earned the right to go back out there. Who's the starter right tackle week three. Cam Fleming repeats his performance. It's him. But does he? Yes. I'll say he does. I'm going to say it's easily going to be Billy Turner. I I think uh, we've seen, uh, the history of Cam Fleming. I think there's going to be some regression. And there's one more guy that I need to mention uh, on the Texans, Jerry Hughes mm-hmm. 
had an incredible game last yep. last week. It's, it's hard to comprehend. Two sacks, an interception, a forced fumble, a pass defense, and two quarterback hits. He was a monster. That's a guy. He's an end. That's a guy that the Broncos are going to have to make sure they stop. And he could make it so Billy Turner's the Broncos' right tackle in week three. The Broncos are really going to have to use Eric Tomlinson, Eric Staubert, uh, and the running backs to chip. Make sure he does not ruin the game. That's the guy that I'm worried about on defense. Sauce Gardner as well is on the Texans. Uh, and then, Ryan, there's one – or do you, do you have something? Just check this out. So I, I remember I said I had that feeling that sacks were coming in bunches on Sunday. Yeah. And then you just said Jerry Hughes had two, and I'm like, everyone had two. <laughs> it's true. So check this out. How many guys have two? Um – Micah Parsons has two. Quiddy Pay has two. R. Weaver has two. <laughs> no, you're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm t- from Tennessee. I'm just going to say Ryan Weaver. Um, Devin White has two. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons has two. Miles Garrett has two. Bradley Chubb has oh two. Gosh. Von Miller has two. Jerry Hughes has two. And then leading the league is Khalil Mack with three and Alex Highsmith with three. Wow, you have 12 guys with two or more sacks in one week. Crazy, and That's then you insane. even have a few guys with one and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, five, six more guys with one and a half. Mm, that is insane. Khalil Mack, I'm excited to talk about that game in just a second. Caden Stearns, as we said yesterday, Caden Stearns is officially going to start for Justin Simmons, we talked about how that could cause some issues specifically uh, with O.J. Howard. And one more thing on Billy Turner. He might dress and be a backup this week. What does that indicate to you? Uh, it tells. I think it tells me maybe I was wrong about the hot hand thing, and maybe it's more about we just don't feel like he's fully ready mentally. Physically, mm-hmm. he's ready. But we got to get him more, you know, dialed in um, from a mental perspective. Or it tells you physically he's 90% ready. And so they'd rather have a 90% Billy Turner than a 100% who would who would come in for Cam Fleming. Oh, I guess uh, Calvin Anderson. Calvin Anderson. Or what it, t- it tells me that exactly, but then move to guard. Uh, then an 80% or then, then a 100% Lute Wattenberg. If... Touchwood. Something happens to Dalton Reisner or Graham. Glass That's still. actually a great point. Yeah, he's just—they're already kind of thin <laughs> at that yeah. position, which is weird. Um, They—if Quinn Miners and Billy Turner are both healthy and starters, then you actually feel good about your depth. Right. You take away those yeah. two guys, and now you are at the edge of your depth. Yep, you are. You are. Okay, so we both like a Broncos win. Both like a Broncos cover. Let's go around the AFC. What did Henry say? Oh, yeah. Henry said. Uh, uh, actually, you're gonna for for the spread. You're gonna have to tune in to our Broncos okay. pick 'em right. to see who he thinks is gonna win the spread. He did like the Broncos to win straight up, though. I no, figured. no surprise there. So then he doesn't even have to worry about if this is a must win or not. But let's go around the rest of the AFC West. We've <laughs> we've all got the Broncos winning. I was really confused because I saw this graphic pop up and I thought that they were the picks were already in. <laughs> And I was like, when did I submit my picks for this? I've, I already know who you're going to pick, Ryan. You're going to pick the Chiefs tonight. Actually, no, no, no. Let's start with the other game because okay. I think the, the game tonight's the juicy one. Cardinals and Raiders. Henry, let me see what he has. And w- when I'm pulling up what Henry has, Ryan, I know you've got the cards in this, right? Uh, I do have the cards in this. Just and- straight up. Yeah, straight up. Um, Five and a half point dogs. I know. I love that line, and I'm definitely going to hit that money line. Um, hopefully, 
yeah, I'll use my early win token on DNV or on uh, DraftKings because then if for any t- at any point they get up 10, it's an automatic win. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like the Cardinal, we're getting a Cardinals overreaction and it's very possible that they're not as good as, you know, they were maybe expected to be. But I think the same thing is true of the Raiders. And so uh, I expect the Cardinals to get back on track. The Raiders secondary is a joke. And this, this um, what should I say? The score doesn't look as bad against the Chargers as it looked. Just yeah. open guys everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, Cliff, if there's anything that he should be able to do, it's expose a mediocre at best secondary and i think they get it done yeah uh, and i totally see where you're coming from i agree that people are they they just played the chiefs who looked out of this world unfortunately and they got destroyed by potentially the best team in football also what i said to dre is uh not like arizona full of like um you know blue-haired um snowbirds and there's nothing those people like more than a trip up to Vegas. <laughs> I was like, that stadium's going to look like a Rolling Stones reunion mm, tour. Wow. It's a great point. Not too far either. Hawaiian shirt, like Tommy Bahama. <laughs> it's very true. However, so I don't like the five and a half. I really don't. That's way too many points from a betting perspective. I like the Raiders, though, to pull this one out. Um, and it's one really that they're going to have to, because like you said, one team is going to lose tonight. The other team's going to win Raiders quickly in an O two, a two games behind the rest of the, the, the leader of the AFC West. Yep. That's a tough place to be for Josh McDaniels. And we know when Josh McDaniels gets put in weird situations, boy, things go haywire. So I do think at home, they win this game. Henry's also got the Raiders winning. And then tonight, Ryan. Thursday mm. night. I mean, Amazon Prime has been blowing this thing up like no other, but it's worth the hype. The Chiefs sure hosting the Chargers and what is going to be an awesome game. I'm so pumped for this, and I'll just make your pick for you. You've got the Chiefs winning this one. I do have the Chiefs <laughs> winning this one, um, but I am taking Chargers money line. Why? Because of the promotion at DraftKings Sportsbook. I mentioned the 10-point. Well, tonight we have the 7-point. Yeah. And the Chargers are plus 160 on the money line last I checked. So all you need is the Chargers to go up by 7 at any point in the game, and you're going to hit that bet. Yep. So I think what I'm, I'm going to do is hit Chargers money line, hope they get up 7, at, and if they do at any point, I'm taking those winnings and reinvesting it on the Chiefs. I love that. I love that plan so much, and that's why I hope – And Ryan, I was thinking about doing this plan that you're talking about, but now I'm sold on it. If you are willing to put money on the Chargers, even if it's because you don't think they're going to win, but they're going to get at least a seven-point win, then I'm all for it. But Ryan, the Chiefs, after what I saw last week, how did none of us pick them to win the division? It's just, it's crazy. I think people are overreacting to that. And uh, I, I don't think so. Henry's... It was just so easy. I want to see what happens when it gets hard. It's fair. It's fair. Wait, so are you in this, though? Are you picking the Chiefs? I am picking the Chiefs. Okay, you're picking the Chiefs for this. Henry's picking the Chiefs as well. Man, do I get the game? Do I try to steal a game? Because my heart, my eyes, they're not my heart. My eyes. He's hedging right now. They're telling me the Chiefs. <laughs> Big time. I'm going to go the underdog. Let's I'm, I'm, I'm going to do go. it even Let's though I go. don't need to because our AFC West predictions last week, Ryan, you were 0 for 3. 
Huh. 0 for 3 last week when we picked well, the game I know you guys, had, bo- at least both of you had one loss. We did. And then Henry and I are 2-1. and one. Okay. Because uh, we, picked, we picked the Chargers. You picked oh, the, the Raiders. Raiders um, and then you picked the Cardinals to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, was, you had the PHNX. You had the all city. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I, I don't blame you, but that's what was going on. Um, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Chargers to, uh, to, to win tonight. Yeah, that'll be um, – it'll guarantee you the lead if that happens. My question to you is, though, who should Broncos fans want to win tonight? Or does it not tie. matter? Tie. <laughs> should want the tie. I think Broncos fans – man, this is so tough. Um, you probably cheer for the Chiefs, I think. Uh, you just – you don't want the Chargers to, like, think that they're on that level. Yeah. You want them questioning themselves because they already have, like, um, self-image issues as just being the Chargers. Uh, and you don't want them, like, fixing those. Yeah, it's really true. You kind of just want one top dog that you yeah. have to take down. Exactly. Not that the Chargers are top dog if they win. But for this year, they would They'll be viewing themselves yeah. that like that. Exactly. Man, you're probably right. But then I just see how good the Chiefs were last week. And I'm like, if if the Chargers can show that's a bit of a fluke, obviously it's not going to be a crazy fluke because they're still the Chiefs. But if they can hold them to 24 points and they win 27-24 and, uh, uh, and, and Justin or, or Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw five touchdowns, he throws two to one, then you're like, okay, okay, okay. It's not as bad. Losing Tyreek Hill did hurt them. It's not just this spin game from Patrick Mahomes saying that he's gonna. it's going to be an addition by subtraction because now he can throw to whoever he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's something that needs to be very well um, <laughs> thought about when it comes to the total in this game. Okay, 54? 54. Zach, this is the first game with Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. And a lot of people are going to be sitting at their houses tonight being like, where is Thursday Night Football? What the heck? Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. And the, of course, we have <laughs> Amazon Prime. And they're going to be saying, do I need to, like, do I need to get this game on? And the NFL has a, and Amazon have a deep, deep inve- interest in this being a shootout Oh my God! Hashtag this game. This is insane. <laughs> touchdown after touchdown. Crazy play after crazy play. And so I think we might see like a 38-35, maybe even like a 40-38 type game because this is the game that hooks everyone on. I have to get Amazon Prime. I can't be missing these matchups the rest of the season. It was extremely intentional that this game was the first Thursday of night game. Yes. They're not going to let this be a stinker. No, 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 no. A lot they... of defensive holdings. <laughs> oh, so you think Keep this the is drives coming from along. the league. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not coming from the league. It's just, you know, they should, like, it's, um, I used to have a, a police friend who said, um, like, there's no quotas on how many tickets we have to give out. It's just one of those things that it's just like, you know, hey, uh, <laughs> so-and-so wrote out a lot more citations than mm. you. And, like, again, I'm not feeling. saying that that's what he said to me. It's just like, you just feel it. It's the refs just feel it. Like, hey, mm-hmm. big game tonight, man. Amazon Prime. <laughs> wow. Big. This is big for the league. Can't wait to see uh, what happens out there. So maybe you're actually buying the balls. The 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 the, oh, the prime yeah, balls. The prime balls. I gotta say, I was I was a little uh, <laughs> little thrown off by it at first. I never tweeted anything. I didn't actually get that, but thrown off by it. 
but that Russell Wilson, it's because he was he was one of the main guys promoting it. If you watch it a second time though, he hits that tackling dummy and it flies like sixty feet. Yeah, it does. It does. It goes like crazy. Really good editing though. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, and we even have Emilio saying, "Wait, it's only on Amazon Prime." Exactly. Yes. It no, is. that's what I've been saying for months. I'm like, people don't realize that Thursday Night Football is no longer on television. Yep. And there's going to be a massive collective freak out at night tonight when, you know, just like Joe from Aurora gets home from working at the bank, goes to turn on Thursday night football and it's not there. Yep. I, and so this past week I had to go set it up on my TV and make sure I had the app and everything. Yes. Cause I, I didn't want to miss this game. It's weird. Like, and, and it's not, it used to be like, Oh, you can watch it on Amazon prime or, you know, whatever channel had it that night. No. Right can only watch this yep. game on Amazon Prime. It is very weird. Yep. And it's honestly genius because yep. I think I speak for most people. It's not like I'm in some crazy tax bracket where I can just throw around. But, like, I'm not missing Thursday Night Football. Like, I have no choice but to get Amazon Prime. It worked. They yep. got me. Yep, 100%. 100%. Now, if this was uh, not in the AFC West but just as enticing of a game, I'd be doing the same thing. But for us, it's even more juiced. Well, and that's why the first one is so important. Yeah. Because... There are going to be a few people out there who are like, I'm not, I'm not falling for this trick. No. And there's also going to be a few people who just illegally stream it. But there's going to be plenty of people out there who are like, eh, I don't think so. I'm not buying it. And they're just going to open Twitter and be like, oh, my God, how am I missing this game? It's only here. Yep. Exactly. And okay, so, last thing I want to say about yeah. this. What, what is playing at Arrowhead in September? The Broncos literally never get to do that. Oh, my gosh. What is, Seriously. Who did they offend that they never get to go to air? I actually just looked this up, Zach. Listen to the, la- the, um, the, the months of the Broncos going at Kansas City. Um, By the way, I think I can guess the last time they were in oh, Arrowhead in September 2015. Mm, that is correct. Yeah, it's last um, time Broncos won. The Broncos, yes. So there you go. It was 9-17-2015. That's the last time. And since then, the Broncos haven't even played the Chiefs in September. Period. Home or wow. away. Uh, you know, it's November, November, December, uh, November, December, November, December, October. Like, Wow. Is that honestly, though, a little tip of the cap from the NFL to the Broncos saying, you guys, we, we trust you to put on a good game going against the Chiefs? Because wouldn't they want to put the best games with the Chiefs at the end of the season? I think it's like a nostalgia thing where they look at the game and they're like, oh, Broncos, Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's yeah. like snowy and windy. Like, that's football. Yeah, and it sucks, though. It's, it's terrible. Go, going into- I would trade the Chargers for this game all day yeah. long. The fact that the Broncos have to – their first game against the Chiefs this year is week 14? Yeah. That's brutal to end with them. Two of the two of your final what five games being against the Chiefs? Yep. Uh, just once in a while, throw us a September <laughs> yes. at Arrowhead. Like yes, uh, once every not once in seven years. That's wild. That's not right. No, because it, give the Broncos the Chiefs in September, and history's telling us that they're going to win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not that's not the problem that the Broncos can't beat the Chiefs. It's the schedule makers' fault. Exactly. Yes, we figured it out. We did. <laughs> has nothing to do with quarterback. Uh, and I also think, Ryan, we figured it out. Moneyline on DraftKings, Chargers tonight. And then I love what you said. Yep. Once they go up seven points, they get the opening kickoff, drive down the field. You don't want to see Justin Herbert score outside of this. He gets the touchdown. You go up seven. They cash out right away because that's what happened last week. They give you your money right away. You, yep. Then you take that. It's probably going to be an even spread then. 
because the Broncos were seven point favorites, and when uh, the the Seahawks went and got a touchdown, went to an even spread. Uh, so it's gonna be even. You take those winnings, put on the the Chiefs plus one hundred. Boom, there you go. You can do that at DraftKings Sportsbook, yeah. and that's what's so cool about these Thursday night games. Instead of the ten point win, which is still really cool, they knock it down to seven. Yep. All you have to do is get a seven point lead on any money line bet, or I guess on the two money line bets tonight, and your uh, your bet pays out up to two hundred and fifty dollars. So head to the app store now download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr when you sign up that's promo code dnvr over at DraftKings sportsbook and also if you place a money line bet you're going to get a five or a five dollar money line bet you're going to get two hundred dollars in free bets at DraftKings sportsbook it's going to be paid out in eight twenty five dollar uh free bets restrictions apply see terms and draft at draftkings.com sportsbook or in our uh show notes Zach, the uh, pronunciation of jalapeno became actually more uh, notable Spicy. today um, because I don't, did you see what um, the NFL did to their logo for so like Hispanic bad. Heritage Month? Oh, is that why? The, I, all I saw so was kind bad. of spoofs going on, and I didn't understand why. Yeah, so the NFL reached like uh, announced like Hispanic Heritage Month or whatever they're calling it, okay. and they like tweeted out like "Por la cultura." And they put a low, just an NFL logo with like dead ass, just the notes. If you just went on to markup from your own phone yep, on your Twitter yep, and then yep. took the yellow highlighter and then oh, put no. the Enya symbol over oh, the end, like that's what they did. They apparently paid a professional to oh, do that to their logo. And I'm telling you, it looks no different than if you use the highlighter function on your phone. Oh, it's so bad. It's gosh, so bad. It that's... literally like looks like like for that to go through and to go on social is just like right. you don't have an, a Latino in the room to stop that. That is yeah. a, that's I mean, for sure. It's a failure on so many people. It's so, so bad. Enye is in the news today, and that is ha- what the N is in jalapeno. Oh, wow. Oh, it's not jalapeno. <laughs> Are you telling us about the jalapeno sliders? And I am telling you about that, of Mile High City sliders. They'll be at the tailgate this week. Um, there's a couple different packages you can sign up for at our tailgate, but all of your tailgates include your food from mile high city sliders and like i said it is the absolute best tailgate food best food truck food you get your little boat it's got your sliders in there you crush them real quick then you get your like shoestring fries from them crush them real quick no worry about any mess no worry about like you know you're putting together like a sick fit for the broncos game you're not worried about getting it all over yourself or like getting your hands dirty with wings as much as i love wings it's just perfect for standing at the tailgate got a beer all that good stuff so uh, come by the tailgate and if you want to book mile high city sliders for your event which you can do make sure you call our buddy dominic at 720-375-3464 that's dominic with mile high city sliders let's hop into the comment section see what the people are feeling today i think there's a lot more positive vibes as people understand that it's the texans it's a 10 point game broncos get on the winning ways and ryan the closer we get to this game the better of a feeling I have that it's just going to be a blowout, that the that Nathaniel Hackett is going to make this such a fun game for Broncos fans to be at, and this is going to be the welcoming into the Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson era that we were honestly supposed to have last week. Mm, I, lo- I love that take, and I really hope it's true. I, oh man, maybe it's just me wanting that, no, knowing we need it. Yeah, I, it, it should like it should have been easy last week. The 7-0 deficit always makes things a little wonky and a little weird. And that, that's Ask quick, Vance Joseph. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it actually is a really quick way to just throw off a game. Um, like, 
when I talk about the buffs this weekend, I'm like, yeah, if they go up seven zero, like I might have a little string of hope, um, <laughs> just because it just some you know you go up seven zero, then they make one more mistake, all of a sudden it can be fourteen zero, like yeah. things change quickly. But I hope, I kind of hope if the Broncos win the toss, they take the ball, mm. go down, score, tell everyone like our red zone woes, that's all taken care of, get, and just get to work. Well, the Broncos won the toss last week and they deferred, so maybe they'll learn from that. Yeah, the kind, I mean it's it is pretty well agreed upon that that's the right thing to do mm-hmm. with that being said teams that won the toss last year zach 131 140 and one huh so and most teams are are taking the ball in the second half yep that's just an interesting that is interesting interesting and we have some interesting comments first one coming in from the count he says after a long hibernation i'm jonesing for some flickering candlelight a baker's dozen of rk specials and a pleasure horse intro song also turns out got also turns out the guy living in my crib illegally is from montana and apparently is some sort of fanboy of your cu buffs writer i have i myself have a myriad a, a myriad ideological problems with the buffs organization so i don't know why this chap would seek out my abode which i or which to squat which to squat well he's in custody now so we'll all sleep easy also i need some larry den jr takes about obscure pundit bronco takes stat love the count where is ldj we, we miss ldj uh from melbourne bronco my boys i'm not so i'm not Oh, geez, we're both. Yeah, these these are tough. In my (laughs) not-so-illustrious Aussie Rules career, I suffered two separate quad injuries. Mm. A torn quad means surgery and season done. So Justin Simmons will be back in four, depending on the quad strain severity. You can play out a game with a slight strain, which he did, so it sounds like the lower-scale injury, icing compression, no running for two weeks, and he will be fine and hopefully back for the Chargers. And copied from yesterday, I listened to the game on the KOA radio app. What are the chances DNVR calls games in the future? Cheers. Actually, really good uh, time to bring this up. Oh. This Sunday, oh. I will be hosting a watch-along for the Denver Broncos mm. game. So it's not calling the game, but it's essentially like if you were with me at the bar sitting at my table. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be on there. I think Dre will be on there. We'll have a couple other fun guests, who are, whoever's in the bar, come join us. I'll be producing. Allie will be producing. Love it. So you'll get to actually see what it's like to watch a game with me. Um and I have no idea if people like that. <laughs> like, Zach, you haven't really done it uh, since we used to sit next to each other in the press box. Yeah, yeah. How would you rate watching a game with me? Well, here's here's what I'll say. I'm uh, not a person you want to watch a game with because I just try to get so locked in. And I've kind of been like that my whole life. I, I, I don't really like uh, – and that's why doing this job is not a hard transition for me. I would never drink – uh, and be in a, mm. a big social gathering during Broncos games. I hated that. I just want to. I just want to be focused, locked in on the game. And so that's what I'm still like. So I'm not the person to be watching a game with, trying to have fun. But Ryan, you are the go-to Ooh, guy. You would be the you. guy, and are the guy since I've done <laughs> it with you before. But especially in a, a non-press box environment, you're the guy. I mean, you're you're the you're the life of the bar <laughs> dur- during the game. So absolutely, I'm tuning in. I'm excited to do it. It should be fun. Um, I sometimes get uh, on my tony romo where i'm trying to predict all the plays <laughs> yeah, yeah. um we'll see if sometimes that successful yeah it's a lot easier from the press box where right. you can see the formation right. and what defense they're looking at so tony romo's just not as brilliant as everyone thinks he does have an upper hand he's a great upper hand <laughs> yes it, it actually is insane to me that you can't watch an nfl game from the all 22 angle 
That is crazy. Like, we got to figure that out. With how many... Like, I know there's a lot of casual sports fans that do want those sort of angles. and But there's also so many football junkies. Yes. I mean, it's not 1% of people. There's a lot. There's a huge audience for that. And it, in, speaking of that, isn't Amazon Prime... I could be wrong, but aren't they doing, like, multiple different camera angles and you get to, like, choose your viewing tonight? I think so, yeah. So they also smart. have, like, a... They're, they're actually calling it the tailgate, which is funny. Um, and it's like a pregame show. Oh my gosh. But it's hosted <laughs> by Josh Richards, the TikToker. Oh my uh, and then like joint he's just joined by other TikTok stars and oh I'm yeah, just isn't like, it very random? Yes. People? And I was like, man, I actually almost tweeted my thoughts, which were I wanna dunk on this so hard, but there has to be someone somewhere who wants this. Yep. And good for them. Like yep, I, I don't yep, wanna hate yep. on the thing that like right. but I'm like, what football fan wants to see this no there's no. literally like an otter that was on the lineup of people what? who are gonna be on this like show. not a person like a famous tiktok otter oh my gosh <laughs> you've got to be kidding me did we uh trademark the tailgate i don't think well, we, you can... we're not suing uh yeah. okay we okay. should maybe yeah. we can yeah or they should just hand us the rights for the tailgate. It would be better than whatever the hell they're putting on. We'd have on football today. people talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd have a, some, an angry football person on, too. I can guarantee you that. But there you go. You can uh, you can tune in with us on YouTube on Sunday. And I think the best way to do it is like have your laptop or your tablet on yeah. us yep. with your TV on the game. Yep. I love it. Next one coming in from PickTosser66. Fellas, it's been a while since I've commented, but I haven't gone anywhere. Been listening every day, and you guys have been crushing this this stuff per usual. Thank a you. very late congrats to Hank, but well-deserved, man. I've enjoyed listening to you and that keeping that energy. Keep it up, dude. Not too pissed about the opener. That was Seattle Super Bowl, and I have to give their fans props because that place was amped up from the start, and they never let up. I liked how the defense responded in the second half, and I'm writing off the first first half of their preseason game the offense moved the ball at will and really could have slash should have put up another couple scores we are gonna be okay i'm flying back to cali tomorrow from a few days at the ocean course at kiowa island and then jumping back on a plane saturday as my son and i will be taking in russ's first game in denver what in person couldn't miss it i'll be seeing you guys soon buying the tailgate today do the member deals automatically show up if you access from the website see you fellas in a few yeah, so essentially if you go through our website, there is a tab on the website that says tailgate. I went through this process today to make sure I wasn't telling anyone the wrong thing. Tab on the website says tailgate. You click that, and then it's very clear. It just says week two against the Texans, week three against the 49ers, and so on and so forth. Just click that banner. It'll take you to the member uh, pricing page, so you don't have to put in any code or anything like that. Essentially, we just created a private page that only you guys can see if you're a member. I love it. I absolutely love it. And we can't wait to see a pig tosser 66, just like we did. Was it last year that we yeah. saw you out here? Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, next one coming in from Let Russ Cook. Howdy, gents. Still baffled how Javante got outrushed almost two to one at six yards per clip. Unleash the beast. Also, Cowboys are also hated here in Texas. Houston is an Astro city, but there are a lot of Texans fans. They're Doubt just fair weather fans. That means they're not fans. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the pod as always. P.S. Hank. We'll be enjoying his pizza when he calls for it. There you go. Um, we talked about this a little bit. The The key is to get Javante with a head of steam. However you can do it. The one <laughs> right before the play where Albert O caught it on the goal line. Yeah. The play where Javante catches the swing pass in the flat, gets the first down, and then just explodes oh, Jordan Brooks. Like, 
If that was a video game, Jordan Brooks would have just turned into mist. Like, he lowered his shoulder and he just went flying. And there were pieces of equipment that were flying, mouth guards. It's unbelievable. Like, when he gets... When he gets to full speed, it's just impossible to stop him it on is. first contact. It is. Um, so, honestly, the swing passes yep. and the screens are a great way of doing it. All you want is him getting to full speed before anyone touches him. And, yes, that is good runs. That sweeps. They did a good job, you know, doing that. But, um, I lo- like, if if he gets 10 catches a game in that same way, I will, I'll love it because it, almost all of them were effective. Let him pick up speed and, oh, my goodness. Good Look luck. at the play right before the field goal. Yeah. He catches the ball on third and 13, and he catches it and probably makes it third and 15. And then he goes and gets 11 yards from there just because he threw a guy's face into the ground. Yep. Man, if only Javante wasn't as good. I know. The game might have been different. It's really crazy. If you, According to them, it was the 46-yard line. If he gets to the 47, there they go. go for it and they get it, in my opinion. Yeah, now, there are some other things six. that have to happen, but still a higher percent chance. Nash Bronco says, hi, boys. Three quick observations from the game. One, PS2 might be the best corner in the league. Two, Javante with 11 freaking catches on 12 targets. You love to see it. Three, Hackett will get an early chance to, eager the, to answer the biggest question we have about him. What happens when things don't go well? That is, That was our first big question of him. Yep. Um, it was a good first step to own up to the mistake. Onto the Texans and truly welcoming in Russ as a Bronco. I have a feeling he's going to go off. I completely agree. And I also think that Nathaniel Hackett's not going to have to prove game management this week. In fact, uh, we may be waiting a couple of weeks until we have to see that. Because if you're blowing a team out, those issues don't arise. Yeah. I was so impressed by Nathaniel Hackett's demeanor this week. Um, because I just, he's such like an empathetic and passionate person that I really thought he was going to come in on Monday and be like devastated mm-hmm. and like kind of just have like a sad puppy thing going. No, he was same old Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. you know, cracking jokes and upbeat. And like, I think a couple people, um, took that the wrong way. They like, didn't appreciate that. He was like, so happy go lucky after when after losing that way. I really appreciated it because it showed me like, dude, this guy is just built different. Like he's just positive and you can't take it from him. He's built for tough. <laughs> no free advertising. <laughs> no, unless they want to give me a Ford. Yes. Well, yeah. they have to give all of us. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. Well, well, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really impressed by that. Did you get his joke on Tuesday though? Yes. At the end. I mean, I knew he was joking and I understood what he's joking about. I had no idea if it was a joke, if it was, I had no idea. Be, and, 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 and the he criticism would, so, that he got for that was so he, so, would, he was, I just didn't understand it that, all. That's fine. But like, you got other people out there trying to like drag him for it, and, which we, which we didn't do. But what, what was he saying? Did he actually think that he was going to get another timeout? Uh, no, I think he was just like, he didn't really want to answer the question. So he just made a joke. And which is funny because then he said after the the joke that did not hit, at least in the room, uh, he said, uh, I probably shouldn't have done that. We defended him. On, at least I, I think you you were yeah. you were right there with me. We defended him on it. There's a 0.1% chance that they fumble the snap. But maybe that's just not a football guy thing to do. Yeah, I did. There there was someone who made the case that like the, the Seahawks called timeout after the Broncos called timeout to ice. And like, maybe he could have like tricked the refs into being like, we didn't call that timeout. The Seahawks <laughs> called that timeout. Um, but 
I thought he he just didn't like when they were like, "What were you doing there?" At the end, he didn't want to just be like, "Oh, I was just being desperate." Right. So he just made a joke. He was just like, "Oh, I was trying to see if they'd give me another timeout." <laughs> Man, if he just would have said, "I was just really desperate," did not want to lose that game. I mean, like I was desperate too. I was sitting yeah. there watching every last snap, being like, "Yep, maybe they fumble it." Yep, yep. And I loved it. I was like, "I hope you take a timeout." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that wraps it up for us today. This was a really fun show uh, and a great week. Next time you hear from us will be Sunday after the game. You can also tune into the tailgate, or I guess you could tune in to the watch along, which I'm really excited for. Do that. So there you go. You can hear from us before then if you you so please or if you so wish. But otherwise, we'll catch you after the game on Sunday. Everyone have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Don't